2: What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points, and we just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going?
1: I'm excellent, Connor. Now, I've got a dentist appointment in about 10 or 15 minutes, so if you can just keep this brief, concise, and perfectly making sense, that will be beautiful.
2: Mm. Well, have you heard any of my reports previously?
1: Oh, I've. (laughs) Some would say I've been present for all of them. (laughs) (laughs) For
2: all of them? Uh, Well, a lot of them don't make the 10 minute mark, Sean, is what I'll say.
1: Right, I'll cancel that emergency, getting yeah, all I, I of my teeth replaced.
2: <laughs> it it take me a year and a half to get that appointment, due to the global bastard, but I'll cancel it now, I'll Connor. Canc- canc- yeah, it.
1: Doctor, doctor, yeah, it's happened again. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Push it back to October. I'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the, uh, but no, uh, this is the show where we take one comic book character every single week. Uh, we just do a bit of a rundown uh, about everything and, to do and you know with that do character. Marvel? I normally and do Marvel. I do, you normally do DC
2: comics. DC comics. You probably—it's a small independent company, so you probably haven't heard of them. We're but,
1: very indie. Um, <laughs> we're
2: indie. <laughs> I love Disney. <laughs> give <laughs> us—I will give. I'll promote them if they give us money. But, yeah, but don't promote um, them
1: until they give us money.
2: <laughs> no, see, they have too much money. Um, so, Sean, we're gonna we're gonna talk this week in our Hero Zero segment about I. Uh, a villain that has been represented or portrayed by one Mark Hamill. Oh? Both in animated and TV form.
1: Connor, you're not. Connor, <laughs> no. I just came off work. I'm very tired.
2: I am going to be doing The Trickster. Oh, oh, he's got me. He's played a little prank on oh, his partner. A little bit of a trick. <laughs> so I am going to be doing Giovanni Giuseppe, or by his other name, James Jesse. Um, And this is The Trickster, who Mark Hamill has famously... Very famously played in animated form on the Justice League show, and he's played him on the Flash TV show. So, technically, Ah. this is his most storied character he's ever done in animation.
1: (laughs) Wow, okay.
2: (laughs) Does anyone have another character? What? What are you all thinking?
1: Do you think? A side note, and I'm all, I'm very excited to hear about the Trickster because I actually don't know that much about him. Um, would you ever consider doing a Joker episode, or is that just too big?
2: I think there's it's too big. I I think if people wanted to see it, I would, but you would have to book in. It's it's like a Batman episode. You would have to book in for two hours.
1: Yeah, maybe like the next like milestone, like episode 200, we might consider. But, yeah. It.
2: Maybe, okay, but we're, we're starting this week with The Trickster, shot. Now, there wasn't actually, I couldn't find a lot about him originally, so I was like, I was going extra hard on the research, just to kind of read up and watching videos and stuff, and now I feel I've gone too far the other way, and I had too many stories. So it's probably very important to get into who The Trickster is, and what he's about. So, The Trickster was created by John Broom and Carmine Infantino, and his first appearance was in July of 1960. Now, the trickster is known as a flash villain. Um, if you haven't seen him, he's very bright colours. And he's just a bit of a... He's just, he's just a weirdo. <laughs> a really just a fucking oddball. <laughs> he's a bit of an oddball. And uh, he first appeared, as I said, in the 1960s. Um, he's kind of he's kind of a combination of a lot of different superhero tropes as he's kind of like practical joke team teamed and like they were a mainstay in the 1960s because in the 1960s there was nothing worse than a prankster. <laughs> you bastard Dennis the Menace. <laughs>
1: Just a, a flower that shoots acid or a big bucket yeah. of water over a door.
2: Yeah, like it's where the Joker started as well. So it, it's along those same lines that they looked at the Joker and they're like, wow, he looks he's brightly coloured and he's very he's doing really well over there and the Flash needs a villain so why don't we come up with the trickster
1: it is very similar to the Joker though isn't it like in in branding
2: in branding and concept yes but I w- absolutely not in character is Excellent. what I'll say
1: very good um, very so good.
2: Giovanni Giovanni Giuseppe was the son of two Central City trapeze artists, Sean, known as the Flying Jessies. How?
1: Sorry, no. (laughs) How many famous travelling trapeze artists exist in the DC Universe?
2: There's no niche in that market. There's absolutely none. It's absolutely saturated with trapeze artists. Although, to be fair, Gotham's trapeze artists, they cleared up. they cleared out right very quickly. They have very no high
1: turnover of of trapeze <laughs> artists. Very high
2: turnover for them due to the fact, you know, just gangsters and stuff like that. But trapeze artists are fairly common as an origin story for heroes or villains in DC, apparently. Especially around the 50s and 60s.
1: Yeah, like, is it because people didn't really understand what went into the the trapeze artistry? So they're like, oh, that makes you a superhero. <laughs>
2: But I think in this regard, the Flying Jessies were a, a deliberate ripoff of the Flying Graysons, who we are, of course, talking about. Dick Grayson, who is Robin. He, he came from the Flying Graysons. These are the Flying Jessies. Um, so Giovanni's parents were lying cheats who only cared about oh. money. Very similar to Little Dickie's parents, though. <laughs> <laughs> They're dead. Come on, RIP, RIP. Right? So they only cared about money. And when they weren't on the trapeze, they were scamming people on the streets. Giovanni's parents wanted him to become a famous trapeze artist. And although he didn't want that life, Giovanni nevertheless practiced in order to gain approval from his neglectful parents. So, it's a fairly common story so far.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We've all been there.
2: Yeah. I love doing trapeze artists. Just on the the regular. Just as a hobby. I'm trapezing right now. (laughs) You're looking well. You're looking That's, well these thanks
1: days. Very much, thanks very much. Do you, know, do you know what it is? Do You know what I eat for dinner every day? Go up. Trapeze and corn. <laughs> for God's
2: sake. <laughs> Moving on. He, however, Giovanni had one fatal flaw in his trapeze artist career, and that was that he was terrified of heights. He was oh. deadly afraid of heights, and he preferred reading stories of Western criminal Jesse James instead of actually climbing up the ladder and going all the way up there. That's...
1: I mean, if the the kid's got a a fear of heights, surely his parents, who, as we've established, care very deeply about him and not just about money, surely they'll be understanding of his plight.
2: Well, actually, that doesn't really come into play. It's just kind of his parents are dickheads and he doesn't really like that level uh, that life. But what he does is that... He, to overcome uh, this, he has an, a genius level intellect, but he has like no outlet to turn to, so he's only 10 or something at this stage, and he's basically a genius, but his parents are like, shut up, we're going to do a triple somersault, and if you can't do it, you're a big Jesse. Wait, no, that's your name. Hang on. Um, and so, they're all just being real mean to him, and he decides to start inventing things. As a way to just use his intelligence, and he invented airwalker shoes to get rid of his acrophobia, air and this led Walker. to his fate. Sorry,
1: airwalker shoes.
2: Airwalker shoes. Yeah, basically like stuff that can make him fly. Jesus, in the sixties. Yeah. In the- <laughs> look, it's a different time, Sean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could walk on air all day in the sixties, but all now the- we've have social have to
2: the government will probably make you pay for the walking on the air. Fucking air tax. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, so he got he earned his fame as an aerialist at the circus. So he was no longer trapeze artist. He was like they meet the man who has the flying boots. So he basically cl- created like um, what Batman Beyond has in his boots to just help him fly.
1: Okay, I never patented the idea and just let it go.
2: No just let it go however he wanted more excitement Sean because he was there walking all day and eventually you just get bored of that and so he began calling himself James Jesse obviously because he loved Jesse James and he was dyslexic as 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 fuck (laughs) yeah imagine they they were like gave him a leaflet to fill out what's your villain name and he filled it out and he he looked back and oh shit oh (laughs) Oh, fuck (laughs) oh they they don't let you
1: change those
2: (laughs) I thought they asked surname first sometimes they do sometimes, sometimes it, they, if it's they do.
1: first.
2: <laughs> he's, he's looking at your man on the counter your man's like shrugging his shoulders, like look man I don't know um, so he set out as a cut artist in the real world using whatever money he had to fund his next biggest prank shot because he was just a bit of a prankster just love pranks um,
1: just a prank bro
2: yeah, just a prank <laughs> while well, he robs people and kicks the shit out of them. However, at the end of the day, James's parents still only cared about money. And so James ran away from the circus to start a new life in Central City.
1: Central City where nothing ever happens. Uh, it's a nice notting quiet happens, life. There. You can just guarantee yeah. you'll be able to just rest on your laurels and breathe easy.
2: Mm. So, James bega- became... I will start calling him James now because he's legally changed his name from Giovanni. So, James became a masterful con man, believing himself to be the greatest con man alive. He just believes it. Don't worry about it. During <laughs> no a <proof>. long co- <laughs> During a long con at Star Labs, James gained access to a pair of anti-gravity boots, which allowed him to walk on air. Again, <laughs> but better.
1: And he thought, wait, didn't I invent
2: these? <laughs> This is my invention, dickheads. Fuck. Um. James soon began calling himself the trickster becoming one of the Flash's first enemies who constantly tried to stop Trickster's cons amid his prank-based crime with, And I will say, Sean, he's almost instantly apprehended and put in jail in these first few comic appearances.
1: Because he's just performing mild pranks on people while robbing banks.
2: On on a man who is ultimately, like, a god, <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, they, they hadn't got into it at that point, but he's he channeled speed energy through him.
2: Like he can go into different dimensions using his speed and he's coming up against a guy who likes cons and a bit of few a few pranks.
1: Yeah, which I, I would wager that like the old the old like spring mouse trap in the chewing gum doesn't work when a man can moves faster than the speed of light.
2: <laughs> no. So however the trickster is known for one thing and that is he's part of a little team, Sean, that you probably have heard of. The Justice so the trickster- League The Justice League, exactly. He's the leader. He's looking at Batman like, get in the back, kid. We're going We're to stop a crime. So Trickster escaped from prison. And when he learned that the picture news was planning to raise $100,000 at a charity event, and he planned to steal that money. However, a certain other villain known as Captain Cold had done the exact same thing, and he was planning the same heist. At first, competing for the money, They decided to join forces, and when they were pursued, they not only won, but two flashes. So, they decided to join forces, and they become a little, they're like the start of a little team called the Rogues. Shod, have you heard of the Rogues?
1: Uh, No, I've heard of a Rogues gallery, but I just thought those were regular Rogues. But there's an actual team, just called the Rogues, comprised of two people?
2: Is that right No, so they, they it's the start of that. So it's Captain the Cold, there's Heat Wave, there's Captain mm. Boomerang, there's oh. Mirror Master, Golden Glider, Weather Wizard, and the Trickster. That was kind of the, that was the original team. And the rogues are basically all of Flash's villains joined together because remember, they're coming up against a god, and most of these lads are either good with boomerangs or a bit of a dick. And so they decide what about the six of us joining, or the seven of us joining together? We might be able to stop this ultimate god.
1: Yeah, with my powers of using ice, <laughs> and his powers of being warm. And, and he's good at mirrors,
2: so we have that in the bag. That this lad can walk on air sometimes? <laughs> sometimes. When he, when he has the inventions, obviously. Um, we have Wader, Wader Wizard. He can control if it raids. We're gonna fuck him up that way.
1: God, the only thing that could make this team better would be, oh, I don't know, a sentient gorilla or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so um so they all joined together and the trickster's part of that team, It is this is kind of the start of that. But very quickly they are apprehended by Jay Garrick and um I think it's Bart Allen at this stage. Um who no not Bart Allen, um Barry Allen. Not Barry, Barry Allen Alan, The other
1: um, Was Bart Allen his dad? Alan. Sorry? Well, was, is Bart Allen and Barry Allen related?
2: Barry Allen is Flash Bart Allen is his son Pretty sure Right
1: Okay Unless,
2: the, unless I have that completely wrong And at that stage Everyone message me in <laughs> Please
1: Oh Gauntlet thrown down
2: <laughs> The gauntlet is I'm dumb and have probably forgotten
1: <laughs> That's fair That's fair That does happen
2: <laughs> So the Captain Cold and uh, the Trickster they 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 start to try and get away. They made their getaway, but were later captured when the two speedsters lured them into a trap by claiming that a recently discovered meteorite contained a fortune in diamonds. And when they turned up to get the diamonds, the two flashes were there, and they just arrested them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a climax to a story!
2: <laughs> so they're just like, oh, there's a big, there's a big meteorite over there, full of diamonds. It'd be awful if a villain got it. Front page in the newspaper. <laughs> just like nobody's going to do this. This would be a ridiculous plan to not go near this meteorite. I mean, full of diamonds.
1: We've published the location of the meteorite.
2: <laughs> anyway, here's the GPS signal. Right, go right there. That's the location on the on the globe. If you want to zone in, it's right there. But don't go there. It's full of diamonds, criminals.
1: Wags finger at them.
2: (laughs) So they turn up and they immediately get captured. But that was kind of one of the Trickster's first few opening outings. As the full-on... He's just kind of a guy who's tried his best. But what I will say is the Trickster is incredibly smart. He's got a... He's this weird combination of... The Riddler, who I think he probably veers more on the side of, and the Joker, he's like a weird combination of the two. Interesting. That's
1: that's quite a good concept, though, as well. Like not specialising in either, but doing a little bit of both.
2: Hmm. Um, and so, what I, want to, I want to talk about two stories that uh, the trickster, for me anyway, for Giovanni the trickster, there's another trickster that I followed afterwards, but two stories that stand out to me is one called Underworld Unleashed, and this is probably one of the most famous trickster stories, and it's a bit weird, Sean, but it's actually kind of along the lines of Mephisto who we covered last week. So, uh, what happened before this is a bit of context, is that the rogues, uh, f- a few of his associates had, had, had been killed. In a catastrophic orchestrated explosion, My right? Gosh. And so James Jesse he reads about this, and he's determined to get out of his slump and score big, right? So he finds out that a lot of his partners are all after passing away while he's in jail. He breaks out, and he's like, "I'm going to do a big job because I'm in a slump and I'm going through some hard types." And he took a job with a, another villain called the Rainbow Rider Shot, <laughs> or sorry, the Rainbow Raider. Oh, who, yeah, because
1: the other one was ridiculous, of. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, the Rainbow Raider, who we're not going to do the review on right now, but this guy is great in the fact that he was born colourblind, and his father was a famous optometrist, and he created a device, he gave him glasses that allowed his son to see... In full cover, in full color, I should say. Unfortunately, the goggles did not correct his vision. What they did do was project beams of light that could become solid objects. That's fine, but the the, the boy can't see. <laughs> but now he's super powerful, so he's another villain. The job is underwhelming to Jesse because the Rainbow Raider is kind of a bit of a laughing stock. So Trickster's like, even I'm better than you, and I'm the Trickster. And so, it's kind of underwhelming. However, Bavolo, who's the guy's name, uh, it's Roy G. Bavolo is the Rainbow Raider's real name, shared with him the mysterious package he'd received the previous night. It was a single candle that came with a note, which in Rainbow Raider's words explained that the candle, when lit at the stroke of midnight tonight, would open the door to fame, power and glory. So hmm. he just gets this package that's a candle that says that. The trickster is immediately skeptical, and he's kind of like, "What, what the if fuck this is, is this some box? kind of trick? <laughs> <laughs> what is this, some kind of Suicide Squad?" And so he hands him back the box, and he's just kind of like, "No, that's it's obviously shit. Like, it's, it, I don't care about this." Um, and he hand backs, he hands the box back to the Rainbow Raider dismissively before leaving. However, when the Rainbow Raider opens the box again, there was a rubber chicken in place of the candle because the trickster had stolen it on the sly. (laughs) (laughs) What a (laughs) shitbird! He's just a shitbird. Like he's just—it's all dumb pranks. So the Rainbow Raider's like, "Wow, what do you think of this? You're like one of the smartest people I know." He's like, "Oh man, that's a piece of shit. It doesn't mean anything." Anyway, here's the box back. Just uh, I'll just, get rid of that
1: for you don't worry
2: look I- I'll get rid of the box you leave it with me lad I'll throw it in the bin um, so at midnight that night Trickster lit the candle an intense green light flared and when Trickster's eyes adjusted he found himself transported to the underworld along with a plethora of other villains now the underworld is ran by a man called Neron who is basically Mephisto from good a, it's his hell dimension
1: Right, but he's not the actual devil, correct?
2: <clears throat> not the actual devil, correct? As we discussed last week, yes. Oh so God. at first, Trickster thought it was an opportunity to network, as all of the villains from around the world had been ju- had been like sent there. They'd all probably been sent as candle, and so <laughs> they all go on.
1: I just said they're just fucking turning it into like LinkedIn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So he turns up and he thinks this is an opportunity net- to network, because he's obviously lower on the ladder. And he's like the Joker's here. I'm gonna become his friend, <laughs> um, and he's gonna try and team up with some big players of the criminal world. So, Neron himself shows up, and he manages to trick. And um, he shows up, and he basically gives everyone um, he he gives everyone whatever they want, or he gives them a speech because after indoor endorsements from Lex Luthor, Cersei. And Joker, Neron then offered everyone their heart's desire in exchange for their soul Sean
1: Oh no, that's a pretty, pretty sweet deal. If I do say so myself.
2: Mm, as we've learned from Mephisto, what can go wrong?
1: What can ever go wrong? Someone making a deal like that to give you your heart's desire—they have your best interests in mind.
2: <laughs> all you have to give them is a soul, and what the fuck is a, all I have is jazz. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm just I'm big into scatting <laughs> that's all I have in my soul Neuron the devil and so half half of the villains immediately back out and they refuse and they, they were immediately sent home the others were given new or enhanced abilities according to their wants or needs so a lot of these villains are like oh I want to be ultimately powerful Trickster was left, only Trickster was left hiding behind the rock, observing, so he was not involved, because once Neron shows up, he's like, there's something wrong here, this is a fucked up situation, and Neron um, <clears throat> finds him hiding, and he gives him this like weird situation where he allows him in his inner circle, so he keeps Trickster, because I think he's like, amused by him, because he's like, you're so shit. Why are you here? Like, I gave that candle to Rainbow Raider... Who's uh, higher on the totem pole than you are. (laughs) He's higher
1: than you are.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're bad. And you shouldn't be here. So he kind of sees him as as a freak. But, like, he likes to have him beside him. So, he's kind of giving all these people... Their deepest wishes. And they're all still stuck in hell. And he keeps uh, Trickster beside him. However, once Jesse realises... That he is in hell... And Neron was the devil incarnate. Trickster realised it was up to him to beat the devil, right? So he's the only one that can stop him. So eavesdropping eventually pays off for him, because during Neron's punishment of two other villains, known as Satanus and Blaze, the former let slip that there was a certain word even Neron feared in this realm. Trickster did not know what to make of this, until Captain Marvel proved to be the only hero uncorrupted by the evil of Neron's sanctum. So Captain Marvel shows up, and it's it's very similar. You were talking about that either in the Johnny Blaze report or the Mephisto report, in terms of that um, Captain Marvel shows up. This is obviously Shazam, Captain Marvel. Uh, so he shows up, and he's completely unaffected by this, because his soul is so pure, yeah. he can't be corrupted.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like what the Silver Surfer has in Marvel. Yeah. That he's just this pure yeah. being.
2: So, at the first opening, uh, Trickster walks over, he tells Captain Marvel immediately the info he knows. Um, and uh, he shared the intel with Captain Marvel, who used the word immediately. The magic broke the hold on the other members of uh, the Justice League who Neron had captured. And they all basically charge on Neron. okay? And right. so... While they're all fighting Neron Trickster holds Captain Marvel back From joining the fray And told him his plan To stop Neron altogether So Neron would never come back Because he's like They can stop him now But he's going to come back Because he's the devil And we're in his hell dimension And like You have Superman and Batman Fair play But he's probably going to come back At some stage Um, JC knew Neron could never resist A bargain Sean So he instructed Captain Marvel to trade his soul for the release of his friends and the Earth. And so okay. Captain Marvel's like seems like a weird deal, but okay. So he walks up to Nero and he says, I'll give you my soul. You have to release all of my friends and all of Earth and you you have us all under like your your um what's the word I'm trying to think of? His control or whatever. Neron accepted. But was conned by Jesse, who knew his evil could not handle an altruistic wish. So Marvel's pure soul had not been tainted by his influence, and the selfless r- request undid Neron's destruction. So basically destroyed Neron altogether, because Captain Marvel was too pure and the trickster was the only one who realized it.
1: Right. Okay that's that's a level of insight that like the B or C list villains don't generally have.
2: No And that's why he kind of Reminds you of the Riddler Because he's a really Really smart character And though relieved It was over Jesse was a little cranky That I engineered the greatest Thing of all time And no one saw me do it
1: Uh, You won't get Any credit for it
2: (laughs) No Like Captain Marvel Is seen as the greatest Guy ever And was like I did it I know I'm a villain I shouldn't even be here But I I was definitely The reason we won
1: I am I'm technically A hero (laughs)
2: So he promptly decided that he had better work On the side of the angels As he did not dare go to hell Sean. And so this brings us to our final Trickster story And that is called Countdown And he began using his um, his Con artist skills for good And collecting weapons of incarcerated supervillains, because such things Were too dangerous to be left lying Around and could fall into The wrong hands And he even started working for the FBI Shod what the fuck is this dude's yeah. like arc? <laughs> so he started off as this low level villain and then he stops the devil himself and then he realizes he wants to work for the FBI. So he returns to the States and he keeps on using his skills for good. He once even saved Catwoman's life by tricking her into helping him kill her, but so she was grateful and he taught her the most fascinating woman I've ever met. <laughs> but they parted as merely friends. He got friend zoned by Catwoman.
1: Uh, well, who
2: hasn't? Uh, ba- Batman did? Batman. No. Batman hasn't. <laughs> so, the FBI then contacted Jesse and they recruited him. And he worked for them for a wild shot. So, he's, he's working for the FBI as kind of giving them his expert opinion. Because he's, incre- he's so smart and he understands how criminals work. And he's also a shithouse. So, he's like, yeah, they're probably going to double-cross you. They're like, ah, they said they wouldn't. Yeah, they probably will, though. I would. You know what I mean? Yeah, if I was in
1: their position, I would absolutely double-cross you.
2: (laughs) The problem with the trickster is that he grew bored of being good, Sean, because it was just too easy. He he always wants to challenge himself. And he grew unhappy with his desk job at the FBI, and he grew bored, and he decided to join back in with the rogues. (laughs)
1: Just just meet up with the boys from school After work and,
2: and he figured that if the government found out he had left He could claim that he was working undercover
1: <laughs> I just independently Decided yeah. to go undercover on this one and, guys
2: It's a sting operation But obviously I haven't told anyone So it's not really that much of a sting is it
1: Not really Not really It's hard to call for backup when no one knows about it either
2: mm. And so this is, it starts one of the biggest stories probably in um, the Flash universe especially. And that is because um, in, a villain called Inertia gathered all of the rogues together in a plot to rob the new Flash of his speed. The Trickster was among their ranks. The so Trickster was present at the Getty Centre where the Flash was killed, shot.
1: The, f- the Which Flash?
2: Um, this is Bart Allen.
1: Oh no, not not Barry Allen's son, maybe. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, so Bart Allen is now dead. He was killed by the rogues at the Getty Centre. And the trickster was there, but he had actively not taken any part in the murder. But he did know that he would be considered just as guilty as the rest of the rogues. Guilty so he's by association. Up, he's joined back up with the lads and now they've killed the flash. <laughs> and now he's like you know the whole of DC is going to be after us. And they're kind of like, "Ah, yeah, but we killed them. And he's kind of like, we are fucked, basically.
1: Uh, that gives me very big uh, The Boys vibes.
2: Yeah. And so uh, Jesse, um, he realized that he needs to leave. And him and another character called the Pied Piper, uh, who is a deaf musical prodigy, shod who uses sonic technology as a weapon, mm. which is pretty cool, Um, So he's another member of the Rogues. And the two of them are the only ones that kind of realise... Like, the Justice League are going to be after us. The Suicide Squad are going to be after us. Like, if we stay with these guys, we are dead. Because they're going to one by one take us out. They're way too powerful. We've got a guy who understands how cold works. And you like mirrors. So, we need to get out of here. Basically. Um, And they run away and they decide to stay out of sight. And they're going to work together... And, and try and keep low. But during all this, the Pied Piper decides that it would be a good idea to go to the Flash's funeral. <laughs> but however, after a speech by Wonder Girl stressing the importance of capturing the rogues, the two immediately fled <laughs> and decided to run away again. It's
1: <laughs> like, so we better bounce.
2: <laughs> they're like, that's ah, probably not that bad. And then Wonder Girl is given a 10 minute speech about how they're going to fuck up the rogues. <laughs>
1: Uh, This is a poem called Vengeance.
2: (laughs) So, ultimately, uh, Trickster and Piper were arrested and handcuffed together. So they get arrested and they're they're handcuffed together. However, the two escape, but they are still shackled together, but they're on the run now. And they make their way to Gotham City. From there, they are offered partial sanctuary by the Penguin. Seems very nice, the Penguins being all kind to these guys. are like, we didn't kill the Flash, but everybody's after us. You're a bit of a dickhead too, Penguin. Can you ho- can you give us somewhere to stay? He's like, no problem at all. Unfortunately, Sean, the Penguin secretly worked with the Suicide Squad. And it turns out that the Suicide Squad are now after these two idiots.
1: Oh no, they have an elite team of killers <laughs> after them.
2: <laughs> so, the Suicide Squad is there and Penguin turns on them and rats them out. Piper and Trickster escape again only to be tracked by the Question and Batwoman who are also on their tail.
1: fuck. How are they surviving (laughs) as long as they are? So,
2: remember, this is just the Trickster and the Pied Piper, two of the worst rogues who are trying to just stay alive from all these badasses chasing them. And it's like this really, it's a really good Catch Me If You Can scenario where you have just these two idiots fumbling their way to success. Um... So the question and Batwoman show up, and Piper and Trickster immediately begin to plead with the two heroes that they were personally not responsible for the death of Bart Allen. Batwoman quickly refuses to believe their innocence and is only concerned with bringing them to justice. However, the question, who we have done here, is a bit more inquisitive. And here's their story, at which point Trickster used hand puppets at one point of themselves and the Flash to illustrate their innocence... (laughs) Is he a genius
1: or an idiot?
2: <laughs> he's a bit of both. So they're there. And they're like, we're going to arrest you. And he's like, no, I can even prove it to you. And he's like showing them with finger puppets where look they at, were when the Flash died. Look at this died.
1: CCTV footage. <laughs>
2: like, look, we're all the way over here. Da-da-da-da-da. Flash over here. And Mirror here's Master a big killer. dog. <laughs> So, um, Batwoman immediately becomes furious at the disrespect the trickster shows and punches him unconscious. The question, however, believes their story, stating that they are st- too stupid to kill time and decides to let them go.
1: That is a very fair assumption by that woman
2: (laughs) so they get out of that scenario and Trickster and Piper inadvertently make their way to Poison Ivy's greenhouse so they're still in Gotham and they are captured there Deathstroke arrives Sean now you might remember Deathstroke leader of the suicide squad and possibly the worst man you want on the chase um, or chasing you
1: very relentless killer when he's on the job
2: he decides to use them, and he, he finds them, and he uses them as bait. And he plants a bomb on them that killed them. But they are actually saved by Wally West, who shows up and saves them. Um, but this only leads to them still being chained together, and they get one final chance to get away. So, <laughs> the Trickster and Piper get on a train, and they're, they're like, right, we're going to Mexico. We're, we're going to Mexico, we're going to wait till the heat drops down. Basically, because yeah. we everyone is after us, and we are just two idiots that didn't do anything. And so they're on a train, um, and unfortunately, just at the moment that they actually start bonding, they, start, they hate each other, but they just start bonding, the trickster finally addresses the Piper as Hartley, which is actually his name, for the first time in the entire series. Jesse notices the red dot of a laser sight on Piper's forehead... Deadshot has caught up with them again, Sean. Oh, and dear. the trickster yanks the piper out of the line of fire, saving his life. And then the trickster uncharacteristically decides to make a stand and fight for the oh. first time in his whole life.
1: Oh, he couldn't have picked a worse opponent though, could he?
2: So he's like, No, I'm sick of running. We've been running for the whole like through the whole country. From the flash murder that we didn't do. This is my time to stand up and fight. Fuck you, Deadshot, kind of thing. And so, during the fray, Deadshot grabs Trickster's cape and yanks him from the train, then drags him along the tracks, wounding him. When Deadshot declares he is going to shoot the Pied Piper and, ta- and uh, takes aim, Trickster shouts, No, not him and hurls himself into the hail of bullet Sean. Fuck. And the trickster is killed instantly. But the piper is shielded by his body and survives, and escapes on the train.
1: Oh my god, self-sacrifice.
2: So the trickster's last thing, the first trickster, anyway, his last uh, action in a DC comic is saving the Pied Piper from de- Deathstroke.
1: Someone that up until very recently he did not give a shit about.
2: No. Um, now, you may be forgetting one little small thing, shot, and that is the fact that, of course, they're still tied together. So, left the alone with the corpse of oh, the trickster fuck. still chained to him,
0: Piper Awful. is
2: forced to flee the train in the in the desert and gets lost, dragging his lo- along his dead companion, unable to destroy the cuffs, Piper eventually chops off Trickster's left hand after carrying his corpse as far as he can.
1: Jesus. Yeah. That's grim. That's actually like a terrible scenario to mm-hmm. I- imagine.
2: Um, and just how the series ends is that is there's a thing called Final Crisis Rogues Revenge. It's like a mini-series. And in that, you see the Pied Piper steals Jesse's last will and testament from the authorities. While on the run, Jesse had told him how the document conceals another written in an invisible ink. And what it turns out to be in that document, and how I'm going to end this report, is Pied Piper finds a document which turns out to be instructions and diagrams showing how to bring down the rogues one by one. So the the trickster's last act was to tell him about the secret that he had. And the Pied Piper made it his mission to try and live out those missions.
1: That's very cool. That's a very Batman thing to do. Like these contingency plans to take everyone out.
2: Yeah. And so that is actually how the trickster dies. The first trickster anyway.
1: That's really cool. That's a character I knew nothing about. But he's... Quite complex for someone who started out as, hey, let's have some wacky jokes as a villain.
2: And and the way he dies, I wanted to do that whole story because you have to realise, like, it's just these two idiots put in a scenario that they have nothing to do with, and the whole of the DC are after them.
1: Yeah, and, uh, like, one final act of self-sacrifice. And also the Pied Piper, like, hauling the dead body through the desert, chained to it. That's fucked.
2: Yeah, it's like the two lowest rungs of villains in The Flash... It's very similar to the man who killed Batman. Have you ever seen that episode of the animated show? I do like think um, so. Um, it's the squid. His name is the squid. And he's basically like this very... Like he's the bottom rung of the criminal gang world. And he... Uh, the Batman gets caught in a blast. And it's basically said, oh, the squid blew him up. And so he immediately goes from the bottom to like the most wanted man in Gotham. Because he's the guy who killed Batman. And he's just kind of like, yes... I did it, yeah, definitely. And so this is very simple. We're there at the bottom level, and they're just pushed into the spotlight. Like you killed the flash. And they're like, no, we didn't. <laughs> I promise.
1: This, is, I'm. I, we were there. We did not do the killing.
2: <laughs> um, and so, in terms of abilities and um, powers, James is a career kim- criminal and a skilled cutout artist. He has um, deception, disguise, charisma. um, He's got gadgetry, he loves a good gadget. He's yeah, he's like the Riddler, Joker, and Batman all together, but in a really ridiculous form. Yeah, um, like some
1: of the worst elements and some of the best of all those characters.
2: And he's got a glass jaw, though. That is his weakness. He admits he can't take a punch. Blue Devil tested this out once by flicking his jaw with one finger. James is knocked down and almost out, <laughs> almost immediately.
1: Jesus.
2: <laughs> he, he, of course, has the anti gravity boots and he's got like a bag of tricks, which is basically his utility belt. He's got flashbangs and he's got he's got so many like random weapons. Like nineteen sixties Batman style where he has a gadget for whatever, whatever situation. Yeah, he's whatever
1: in. he needs he can just pull out.
2: Yeah, and he can just make it up. What can you do? Um and so that is actually my report on the trickster shot, a character that probably doesn't get enough loving, but and, and in the comic books he's kind of seen as a laugh and stuff, but he has had some really interesting stories.
1: Yeah, that's really cool, and I'm glad that there's a character like that that the the writers can take and turn into this kind of tragic, nearly like he's a villain, but he's not a awful, terrible human. Like he has a line clearly. Uh, he worked for the FBI. Yeah, exactly. It, like he's he's had a bad past. He. God, look, he should have just followed the path of inventing shoes that make you walk on air. I think that would have been a big success. Honestly, <laughs> but I think
2: originally when he started going good, he actually started selling his inventions oh, to like okay. the biggest, the highest sellers for a small bit until the FBI came calling.
1: Right. Okay. No, it's like I knew nothing about that character, and now I know that it's he's really interesting. And I do. You, do you think he would do well in like the DCEU? Or leave them uh, in, no. like, the Flash universe.
2: I think uh, the best part, my favourite version of the Trickster is in an episode called Flash and Substance, I think. And it's from the Justice League Unlimited show. And it's an episode where all the rogues are basically joining together to try and take out the Flash. Because, like, their Flash has a, I think he has a museum. or He's going to get the key to the city or something. Like, it's going to be Flash Day and they're like this is the day we're going to take him out and the trickster's like yeah i'm gonna get him like i'm gonna get him good and he gets kicked out of the rogues because they're like you're too crazy and he's actually voiced by mark Hamlet in this episode and the my favorite bit is when the flash actually finds him in a bar and he's drinking by himself because the flash is like i need to find out what the rogues plan is so let's find the trickster who's been kicked out and so he catches him in the bar and the trickster's like i'm gonna kill you and then he just he's just like have you been off your meds, Jibs? And he's like, "Yeah, I haven't taken them because I'm, I'm feeling fine, like. But like, I just, I just feel like they're gonna try and kill you, Flash." And he immediately just breaks down and starts crying because the Flash starts talking to him like, "Have you been off your meds, Jibs? Have you had a tough time? Yeah, no, they kicked me out. They kicked me. Out. He's Like he's all bluster, and then ultimately he's no substance." Oh man, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> but yeah so that is my report on the the trickster shot. would you like to take us out
1: yes thank you everyone for listening to this episode of hero or zero we will be back on monday with movie mondays wednesday with weird news wednesday and next friday with another episode of hero or zero big thank you to everyone who supports us over on patreon helps keep the show going and if you want to support the show in that way it's patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcast or there is a link to that in the description as well. Also down there is the merch store, all of the social media links, um, and the email address as well, heroesfriar underscore at outlook.com. Um, but other than that, just tell one human being that we exist.
2: Just just the one, for God's sake. If you tell more than one, I feel like we could get arrested.
1: Oh, we could be tricksters ourselves, you say.
2: Tricksters are se- No, <laughs> What a terrible, what a terrible, just cranking that in.
1: (laughs) Just trying to wedge that reference in.
2: (laughs) Um, So, Sean, I think that's it for this week.
1: I think that's uh, it.
2: I I have been Connor Lawler.
1: I have been Sean, Mean.
2: And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi,
0: I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.